you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what is up? Why don't you check out the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Yeah, NFL Fantasy Live podcast is Tuesdays and Fridays. You can find it on iTunes, on NFL.com. We always give you the top waiver wire pickups, starts and sits, everything you need Matchups, to win a championship. Everything. A lot podcast. of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll wear a tie and eat yogurt. It's great. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> All right, the Whiz Kid from Wisconsin, MG, Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano, and me, James Coe, every Tuesday and Friday on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Going to the hurry of offense. Hi and hello, football fans, and welcome to Training Camp and the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's. Go get you some of that all-day breakfast. We're going to be tra- taking some uh, all-day breakfast up to our pals at the Rams, or they will soon be my pals when I start delivering them. Egg McMuffins and hash browns and their own personalized little paper sleeping bag, which makes it extra extra classy. In the meantime, though, training camp is upon us. You can watch it on NFL Network. You can follow it at NFL.com. All the platforms and joining me in Studio 66 to help kick things off here. First of all, he is the face of NFL Network. The Baby Blues, Mm. he is a D.C. pro football fan. He's a D.C. sports fan in general, and he's the new voice, ironically, I guess, given that I just said he's a D.C. football fan, of in the preseason. Of the Tennessee Titans, it's Dan Helley. What's the poop, fella? Oh, so happy to be here with the real DH and my man, the Shackster. <laughs> I know. It's intimidating for me. A lesser man would shrink uh, under the glow of the baby blues, not just in Dan Helley's head, but also in the man, the host of the Around the NFL podcast, also Around the NFL, the pages. Oh, actually, you don't make pages for Around the NFL. You make them for yourself now. You've broken out on your own. End around is how you track it down. NFL.com slash end around. It's Dan Hanzoos. What's the poop with you, fella? Um, two things. Thank you. Uh, I hope this goes better than Shelly Long. I hope this will be a, a breakout goal ah. that works out for me. Maybe Fraser Crane style. Also, you're really in the pocket of Big Burger. 
You really, I know you feel. You know, with the McDonald's sponsorship, not only, Mm -hmm. not only are you, you know, taking their money, you're also you're pimping up their their product, their packaging that holds the product. Yeah. It's just a little Full service. Full service. Listen, Dan Helley, you don't know this. We around the NFL podcast, we answer to no one, no sponsors, beholden to no one. (laughs) Difference between DDFP and the around the NFL. Well, I, I I do know this because you've already forgotten, but I have been on your podcast one time. Oh, I have not forgotten. And that. I found that it was very well run, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Just what about I don't understand why you bring that up here. I'm and just now. saying that it was it was well run. That's just in a vacuum. You they make start, that observation they, or related to? No, something. they started on time. Why'd you just look at your watch? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I'm just. I, I just got out of a meeting. I have another one coming up here shortly. All right. Well, then let's start kibitzing. First of all, <laughs> muzzle tough to you on the gig. What an awesome thing you and Charles Davis. How this will translate into a broadcast team? Only time will tell. But I, I can say two of the very nicest fellas I've encountered in uh, in the sports media. So this is exciting times, Dave. Eh? When, when did you do? play-by-play. I appreciate that. I don't know how far nice gets you in this business, but that was a nice compliment that you threw out on Twitter the other day. I've been I've been dabbling in it for a while, and um, I'm really pumped about doing this with Charles since we, we know each other. It's always easier when you have a relationship going into it. And we're going to do three preseason games. Uh, their preseason game, number three in Oakland, will be a nationally televised game by CBS, so we won't be Ooh. doing that. So we'll get oh. three bites ah. of the apple this preseason. Awesome. Good for you. And, uh, you know, I've done it again. The hurry up is really evolved into the Andy <laughs> Reid hurry up, which is to say we don't hurry at all. Coming up, we have to cover all of it. Training camp's underway. Helly's going to be on there, Kibitzin on NFL Network. For how long? For the next couple weeks? How long am I talking about training camp? I mean, specifically Network? inside training camp, the you know the programming called. Inside so inside camp. training camp is is most of the day. Total access will come on after inside training oh, camp. So that's what Lindsay and I will be doing primarily. So we're going to kind of put a bow on the day for you from seven to eight Eastern on total access every day. What? Dan Hanzu Sears perked up when you mentioned Lindsay. Lindsay Rhodes is who that would be. We did a Bachelorette show a couple weeks ago. We have to do another one around up. the finale here. But real quick question for you guys as we jump in. I'm writing as we speak. Well, not literally. I'm not uh, doing it this very moment. I've put my uh, laptop away for the next uh, half hour or so. But then I will resume writing my third annual ranking of the triplets. You remember when Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin were the triplets, the the key trio of those great Dallas Cowboys teams of the early 90s that occurred to me a couple of years ago. It looked like my beloved Steelers were on their way to forging their own triplets of uh, of great repute. Levy and Bell keep scuttling that, as do the injuries. Who is the best? Who has the best triplets in the NFL right now? Hansus, I start with you. Uh, this one, it, it, we'll see because health it plays a major role in this. But I still uh, love the upside of Tony Romo, Des Bryant, and the rookie uh, Zeke Elliott. If Romo's back holds up, which listen, at this it's the back, it's the collarbone. If it's fifty-fifty proposition in my mind at this point that he's going to play sixteen games, but if that happens, I think they're going to put up monster numbers together because you also got to factor in that offensive line, which might be the best in the league. They could score a lot of points if Tony Romo's body allows it. I like that one a lot. I think Zeke Elliott takes a, a sh- takes a run at the rushing title this year. I think Des Bryant. If you remember, it's been a year now since we really got prime. Des with a legit QB throwing the ball in his direction, but 
keep in mind, he is uncoverable just about. He is up there with Antonio Brown, Calvin Johnson. I mean, he just physically outmuscles. You could put two guys on either side of him. He still has maybe, even when Calvin Johnson was in the league, he is the best at getting the ball at the high point downfield and uh, physically imposing and all that. I like that choice. Can I just say one more thing, too? The sky's the limit with this. If, if What if Zeke Elliott is as good as people say he is and they stay healthy? They could score 35 points a game. This offense could be that good. I'm excited about the Cowboys. I mean, the math is pretty – the arithmetic of it has to be intimidating to to uh, defensive coordinators already. I mean, what are you going to do with Zeke Elliott, the home run hitter, back there? You really going to be moving safeties over to shade at Des Bryant? If you don't do that, Des Bryant's going to make you pay. Helly, how say you? I think that's hard to compete with for number one. I, I have three, okay? And I'm just going to give you – I'm just going to give you this one. It's kind of a sleeper. I have three that are – not going to rival the Cowboys, but I think they could be pretty good. Let's go Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald, Carson Palmer, and David Johnson. I think a lot of people are underestimating how good this kid can be, David Johnson. Calais Campbell said when he was here over the summer that he thought David Johnson was going to be a Hall of Famer. Hmm. I know. Um, people are... I think he is so versatile. It's I, boundless praise for David. It's really something. Huh? He's, he's, I describe him as Franco Harris in or, or Marshall Falk talent in – uh, Franco Harris's body, if you know what I mean. How does he last until the third round last May? Mm-hmm. Strange. Small school did, did, kid. I think he's going to be good. I also love what they're doing in Jacksonville now that they have Chris Ivory. You got the Allen brothers. You have Bortles. So um, that's a little more than triplets, but you could fill who, either one of them. Ivory wears out, though, midseason perennially. It'll be Yeldon's gig by mid-October, I feel. Who did you say for the Cardinals wide receiver in that group? Uh, Larry. Uh, and then th- I think John Brown might be the guy to I, bank on going forward. I can't believe you because my the first line that I wrote in the uh, in the little paragraph underneath the Cardinals is I thought long and hard about making Michael Floyd the uh, the receiver. You could say Floyd too. You, they're loaded. They have three guys. numbers dropped in the second half once they started to use John Brown and Floyd got healthy. Uh, Fitzgerald's numbers became very pedestrian in the second half of last year. Well, and and he obviously is a little bit long in the tooth. I just I like him operating out of the slot. Um, two more sleepers for you, okay? Um, these guys aren't really sleepers because I, I, I like them all a lot, but in Raiderland, you got uh, you got Carr, you have Cooper, and you have Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. What about Seattle? Good offensive line, too. That what? offensive line is uh, they've been a couple nice free agent pickups. Yeah, they've, they've added on both sides of the ball. I mean, that's why everybody's talking about the Raiders, which leads me to maybe go in the other direction, and they're not going to be as good as we think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have Seattle, right? You have Russell Wilson. Uh, then you have Thomas Rawls and Doug Baldwin. I think Doug Baldwin has blossomed into one of the better receivers in the National Football League, and I think Thomas Rawls is a guy who we've seen what he could do as an undrafted rookie, but I think he's a guy who can get you 11 or 1,200 yards. I'll tell you what, our defensive back pals that uh, that we work with, Helly, can lay out for you the X's and O's of what, uh, what Bevel is doing up there in Seattle to free up Baldwin. It's pretty clever stuff, but they get – Baldwin underneath in space while they pull all the other receivers. They distract. Uh, they distract the secondary by putting. You know, basically what you do in the in the playground growing up. Like all you other guys go this way, and the one guy I'm going to dump it off to you, and you run free. It's kind of what uh, Seattle's doing. It's it's interesting stuff. Not to diminish Doug Baldwin. That's what he does. Well. It sounds like you're catch trying to run. diminish him right no, now. A, his yeah. skill is uh, yards after catch, and that's what he does well. And they've figured out how to get him the ball. I'm going to stay with the Packers here. 
I not stay with them. I've you know they're always in the top two or three for me. But I think Eddie Lacy slimmed down, so at least this year he'll be good. Assuming Jordy Nelson's knees are both okay and ready to go, Aaron Rodgers the best. I almost go Cowboys, except when you go head to head, I have to weight the QB a little more heavily, and Aaron Rodgers is you know obviously better than not just Tony Romo, but anybody else in football. You know, it's funny you say that. I do think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in football. Not that much better than Romo. I mean, if you're look, he, he's not. Oh, he is. He's not that much better than Romo if you look at the numbers. Maybe not. I'm, I'm, I'm talking maybe from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback if I'm trying to win a championship, but I think we've undervalued Romo for a long time, and that's coming from a Redskins fan. Next up, Lev Bell, one of several high-profile guys now suspended. Josh Gordon actually is good news, but he's going to be on the shelf for the first four games, but he will be able to come back for the Browns or to another team if the Browns choose to – um, deal him. Randy Gregory, late breaking news. Now he's being shut down. That sounds like that's going to be a longer situation. We can talk about the weed and all that. You know, I, I since Josh Gordon got shut down now two seasons ago, this isn't uh, me, the Steeler fan, trying to make a case for Lev Bell. I feel like this is an ironic and sad spot for these guys to get jammed. I get the whole thing. Like, you're under contract. Just stay clean and you make millions of dollars and all that. I get that side of things. But I also think that it's going to be legalized in our country in a matter of months or years. And so for you to lose prime, uh, lose a year of your prime earning time in your, uh, in your uh, chosen career, it seems, it seems a shame to me. I see both sides of the coin on this one. The first one is when we had Charles Barkley on last week, and he said, you know what? He's turning into a little bit of a curmudgeon, as he much is. as I love him. Well, he's old and he's getting <laughs> a little bigger. But he said, when I played, they, they, they told me I had to stop eating sometimes. And I stopped eating because I knew that I could make a lot of money if I didn't get fat. And it's the same thing with smoking marijuana. If they just tell you to stop smoking, you, you know when they're going to test. You know you can't change yes. your phone number. We we know how it works, right? So, But you're right. It's legal in Colorado. It's legal in Washington State. There's a lot of medical marijuana dispensaries all over here in Los Angeles. I, I, I see that perspective. I, you know, as it is, so as it relates to the triplets, less important probably uh, than, uh, than the money that these guys are losing, to those guys at least. But I have the Steelers still at number oh, three with man. D'Angelo Williams. How do Dave. we feel about that? That's a bad job. Listen, why? You said before we started. Antonio Brown's the best receiver in football, right? Because you don't like being called a homer to the Steelers. And then you say things like this, and it's impossible for us as a society to not go, Dave, you're being a homer again. If they had all their guys on the field, they're probably number one, but they're right. not. So you can't say D'Angelo Williams is a reasonable facsimile to Le'Veon Bell. They have the number one receiver, and they have a top three or four QB. And I love Antonio Brown, but you know they are, they're they're going to be missing. If you look at Big Ben's splits without Martavis Bryant, he's simply not the same quarterback. It's just I, – I, I just find it hard to believe that you would put them in this conversation. It's not Tommy it Bardell. It's D'Angelo Williams. Here's the a good thing, running though. back. 33-year-old oh, running he's back. He's old. He's old. Le- Le'Veon Bell's the second best running back in the game. He's number two. There's only one better. How many guys are better than D'Angelo Williams? I mean, I don't know. How do the you answer know? is 34. <laughs> There's 34 running backs in the back. I, you know what? And, and I think well, – All right, you, so who should jump them? If I goes Packers and Cowboys ahead of them, who deserves – The Cardinals. The Cardinals deserve better? Absolutely. You just said Blair Fitzgerald dropped off. Carson Palmer versus Ben Roethlisberger head-to-head? 
That's not I mean, that's not close. But I think, by the way, me saying book. Larry Fitzgerald drops off speaks to the depth that Arizona has because you can insert Floyd or John Brown. Best receiving core football. Triplet. All right, but that's not the conversation. We're not talking best okay. receiving core. All right. Hey, start the show. <laughs> we haven't started yet? No, no, no. Oh, that was the speed now. round? Start the show. <laughs> there we go. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello again, and welcome to the DDFP. And thanks to Dan Helley and Dan Hanzus and their four combined baby blues joining us in Studio 66 right now. Again, NFL.com slash end around track down Hanzoos' uh, signature piece, the end around and all his other work, Dan Helley on NFL Network, and, uh, of course, the Around the NFL podcast, which Helley stuck his toe into a month ago. I wasn't happy about it. It happened, and uh, we move on. Wait, why? what do you do? Oh, you're writing that down there, Helley. Yeah, slash end around. How patronizing. You show hand, you, you show it to Hanzoos like, hey, I wrote down what Damashik just said. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you already be aware of what your colleague's up Wait, to? Well, speaking like, of patronizing, remember the top of the show when Helley said, I have to squeeze the show in between meetings and then headlining my own uh, show, Total Access. That's This guy is an important figure in this uh, building, let's face it. I love when you guys stroke me a little bit, even if you don't mean it. <laughs> I appreciate you coming down from Mount Pius for a couple minutes to talk with uh, with we uh, mortals here. All right, so we covered the triplets there a little bit, a lot to get to. Devin Hester released by the Falcons. Hester says he's not necessarily going to retire. First thing with Hester, he's a Hall of Famer, right? This is a tough one for me. This is a tough one for me. A guy with Hester's talent who was never able to affect the game on a consistent basis as either a defensive back or a wide receiver. That's why he basically played special teams. Are we then saying that it's just lip service? And that's fine if we are. When coaches say, hey, all three phases. Yes. That's just lip service. Yeah. Obviously, the the uh, redheaded stepchild of, that, uh, of those three phases of the game are special that, teams. That's like saying that, Every player is equal, and that's not true. The quarterback's the most important player on the team. But he is the best, and I don't think there's much doubt that he's the best to ever do it, mm. and that does impact games. Brian Mitchell's a 1B for me. Uh, well, that's what I was going to be my next question. Hanzoos, gold well, jacket for Hester or no? I think he's right on the borderline. I think it's like the Ray Guy situation where if you're going to get in as a special teams guy, you have to be hands down the best ever. And yeah, he had the seven touchdowns in the first two seasons, which is remarkable. And then he went two years where he didn't have any. And then he had three in 2010 and two in 2011. But then he had two over his last four years. I mean, at it all, 14, 14 plays. You're going to put a guy in the Hall of Fame uh, over 14 plays. He also had, I should point out, five kick returns. So 19 plays. That was really what he was about. And I know I, I would say no. My answer would be uh, no. I would not be putting him in. Because I, I know it's teams. an apples and oranges, but as much as I can connect it to another sport, you know, isn't that like a closer? And closers go to the Hall of Fame. I think it's a little different. I, I think closers have a bigger impact over the course of a season. Yeah, but it's very circumstantial, and it's limited, you know, the role that they play over nine innings and all of that. That's a good point. I Like, I wouldn't be scratching my head if they put him in the Hall of Fame. But I, I wouldn't th- – he wouldn't be a guy – did people buy tickets to go see Devin Hester? Was he that type of talent? I don't know about that. It's an I, impossible weird, question to that's answer. That's a weird measure, but I, I think that there are people who probably were lured to Bears games 
maybe not buying tickets, but probably flipped on the TV, certainly, when you knew the game was about to start. I judge everything in life by would you pay to see that thing or person. Not really. Well, how about how about if you're going to the game? Like McDonald's pays to hear what Damashek has how to dare say. You. Yes, they do. Throw that in my face. <laughs> how about if you're going to the game? Is he one of the top three attractions? Sure. Was that he always sense. one of the top three attractions? Got to be a top three attraction. I like that. <laughs> That's the new metric. You know? Those baby blues are attractive. I'll tell you that much. I go this. D- you, you say Brian Mitchell. Yeah. That's a good one. I go in my lifetime that I've seen. Yeah, I guess Brian Mitchell would have to be top five or six. Hester one. I think Dion two. Rod Woodson was great. I might make him three. Louis Lips, that's some homer coming out in me. But Louis Lips was very good early in his career. Billy White shoes Johnson. Dante Hall was pretty good. Ooh, Dante Hall. But that when you talk about a limited sample size, yeah. it seems like he did it for about a year and a half and then just vanished. He had a couple years there. Anybody else that I'm forgetting here? I but just, the guys you mentioned, like Dion and like Woodson, they were stars sure, in other right. aspects of the game. That makes them no – I think you just need to contribute. He never had a season where he had more than, you know, 700 yards receiving. So I, he was never really a difference maker, uh, a big difference maker in other aspects of the game. I think he just needed to do more. It does kind of expose him as not an overall good football player. That's kind of a bad knock to have on somebody. But then again, Jan Stenerud and Ray Guy are in the Hall of Fame. Nobody – Ever saw them making That's how he gets in. Right. That he was so good as a special teams player, he deserves it. All right. Uh, The presenters of the Hall of Fame have been announced. These political conventions are going on. The big-name guys have somebody go up there and introduce them. Who would you want to introduce you, Dan Helley, when you're put into the Broadcasters Hall of Fame? Wow, that's good. You know, I worked for five years in, in Washington, D.C. with a, <laughs> with a young lady named Lindsay Zarniak. Oh, God, what a name wow. drop. What a name drop. And she's obviously gone on to, to big things and is doing great. And I've always, you know, always was, I was carrying her scraps there in Washington. So I think that'd be fun to have her introduce me. I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't know what am I supposed to say about that? <laughs> it's not like you'd be like, oh, Lindsey Zarniak's a terrible pick. No, he's what like a name fiddle. drop. You work with another person named Lindsey on Total Access. I now, have, uh, what happens when awkward. Rhodes hears this? Oh, oh, well, then why don't you go back to no, I've only worked with Lindsey Rhodes for two years. I worked with Zarniak for five years. So three years from now, it could be Lindsey Rhodes that's going to intro me into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Talking about uh, mediocre <laughs> to poor Nationals teams really brought you two together. <laughs> Lin- Lindsey Zarniak's going to be like counting the calendar years, getting upset that Lindsey's catching up to her in right. five years. That's right. And Zeus, I'll say you. Uh, I never thought about this ever until you mentioned it right before the show. So it, that's why it's strange to me that Tom Hanks popped in my head. Tom Hanks! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know why. It is, I thought he's like America's uncle, and you would think he would, you know, the crowd would be eat, eating out of his hand a little bit. Doesn't uh, there have to be I don't some know why connection to him for you to use? <laughs> All right, I'll have Obama do mine. You're asking me, like, who would induct me into the Hall of Fame? The I, Hall of Fame of what? I know. I this know. is a tough one, man. Like, you ask us right before the show. I'm trying. I'm racking All right. The, for your, this. your chosen careers are in football broadcasting and such. All right. When you go in to the Broadcasting and Writers Hall of Fame at the, in Canton. Skip Bayless. <laughs> Duck me, baby. I got one. I got one. Dexter Manley. Oh, really? And let me tell you why. We used to have him Good on before the, the before. Re- before the Redskins played the Cowboys live 5 o'clock newscast. At the end of the newscast, I tossed it back to the news anchors, and Dexter says, Dan, but I have one more question for you. I'm like, Dexter, what's that? He goes, so when's the last time you cheated on your wife? Whoa. <laughs> live TV. And? And I'm – I, I, I paused because there's a lot of different directions I could have gone 
and, and made a total ju- – and I throw my papers up in the air, and I just look at them and say, never. And I toss back to the anchors again. The, the male anchor is laughing hysterically. The female's jaw was on the floor. <laughs> Afterwards, the show's over. We're walking out. They're taking our mics up. I'm like, Dexter, what the hell are you doing? What are you talking about? He goes, didn't George Michael teach you anything? I'm like, she taught me some things. Television's all about shock value, Dan. And I shocked the hell out of you, didn't I? <laughs> Dexter Manley. Piece By the work. way, youngsters may only know George Michael, the pop singer. Yes, George different Michael, George Michael. The late uh, DC broadcaster who had the George Michael sports machine. That is correct. You could do worse than having George Michael to, from the sports machine introduce you, except that he's not here anymore. I would have to be Cope, good. Myron Cope, but he's gone as well. So it, I mean, if we could extend it to the afterlife. Yeah, let's do it for fun's sake. I would, I would have Cope. He's my greatest influence. Wow. Well, now you're getting deep. He's who I love. Yoy and double yoy. The terrible Tau is poised to strike, <laughs> and so are the Steelers. So that's yours? The greatest compliment I have ever gotten, and I've gotten it a few times from guys who have played for the Steelers, is, wow, you sound a lot like uh, Myron Cope. Wow. I don't know if they mean it as an insult, but I don't take it as such. Hanzus, you want to dip I'm into again – the lead singer of Travis. Fran Healy? No. Hanzoos hits me up on social media to let me know that uh, I'm on. I'm in the wrong when I don't love the 90s pop band Travis. I don't even know who they are. Well, that's because they were a little niche. Why always rain on me? You're not getting the melody right. Um, I don't really care. Is he better than Pete Yorn? <laughs> Good question. Uh, if I had to choose, I would go with Travis, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the reason impression. I bring up Pete Yorn is, is I saw DH at a Pete Yorn concert at the Roxy. I heard yeah. a tale of we, that. We crossed paths, two no, t- DHs of the night. Uh, two nerds, and then you went out and had a vanilla shake together with two straws. <laughs> I, now, as I write these triplets, things emerge as you start to go through the statistics because as much as I like to shoot from the hip and speak from the gut, I do – sometimes look at the numbers just to verify that I'm in the right on these things. And some things have jumped out at me. One, Eli Manning is right now the 11th all-time in passing yards. And by the end of the year, he's going to be 7th. I know it's the passing age and everything else. But by the time he's done with Odell Beckham, he's going to – I mean, like, let's say he goes another three years. He's going to be – fourth or thereabouts all time I mean he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer meantime his classmate back in aught four Ben Roethlisberger is 10th in wins all time so he's going to jump up and by the end of this year I think he's going to be either eighth or seventh and he's going to be way up there by the time he's done too Phil Rivers is probably the bronze medal winner at this point and yet he's put together a banner career and has a real chance with McCoy and Keenan Allen coming back. I think the pieces are nice there. Chargers could surprise this year. Point is, is the odd four class, someone asked me this on Twitter, is it better than the 83 class? I would say no, but the 83 class is John Elway, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, Ken O'Brien, Todd Blackledge was a bust, Champagne Tony Eason got to a Super Bowl, but he was a passenger. He was not a very good NFL QB. Is the odd four class the best? And I'm going to give you one more. Helly, I start with you. Hmm. That's a tough one because you judge by championships a lot of times. But I, degree, but, I, yeah. but I think that just has to be one of the elements that you use. I, I think you have a hard time. You have El- two total. Elway's oh, – and, and those – how uh, crazy is it, by the way, that that's the all-time QB class and the only two Lombardis they have are those two Elway got at the very end of his career. With TD. With Terrell Davis. Right. right. Shame right. on those front offices. Terrible. I, I don't think here, – here's what 
trying to think which analyst we have on Total Access that uses this all the time. I think it's Baldy. If you write a book on the NFL, right, you, you can't write that book on the NFL without talking about Elway, Marino, and Kelly. I think you can write it without talking about Phillip Rivers. Okay, fair. Hands so I think that three as a group is, is better. Well, to tie together the theme of the show here, better pair of triplets, Elway, Marino, Kelly versus Ben, Eli, Phil. Nicely done. Thank you. I think I got to go with the class 83. Although, I mean, that's six Hall of Famers right there. But I think 83 has the more iconic, you know, better Ken Brown stars. behind the glass throws out uh, a couple other options. He says in 1971, this one pales ultimately, but Jim Plunkett, Joe Theismann, Archie Manning, pretty good, but not that would probably be the mm-hmm. fifth place one. How about 2012? Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson. Both destined for the Hall of Fame, it would seem already. You have Ryan Tannehill, Brock Osweiler, Kirk Cousins, and then the wild card, RG3. If RG3 breaks, I know. Listen, I'm just saying. That, that breaks Stan Helley's heart because That's he pretty remembers good, what happened in 2012. I think 2012 right now is the third best ever, right? Luck. You need one of those th- the third guy to step up. Right. You have two guys right now, really. Now you have division uh, champion. Kirk Cousins there. Oh, stop. You have two guys. Brock Osweiler's another division. He's a Super Bowl champion, as a matter of fact. In fact, the 2012 group already has more Lombardis than the than the heralded 1983 class. This would If RG3 kept up his trajectory as a superstar after his first season, this would have been something that would have been already breathlessly covered as this is the greatest quarterback class ever. And I think we did True. do that after the first year, and then everything imploded <laughs> right. RG3 after You've that. been here that long, Helly, at so, the NFL media. Uh, no, I, mit, I was I was in D.C. that first year, their rookie year, and then I got here. No, oh, what was it like in D.C. when Griffin exploded? Fred Davis, the tight end at the time, said Robert Griffin III was the black Jesus in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and he wasn't far off. It was D- amazing. They D- always say in D.C., the most powerful city in the world, that the Redskins quarterback is more powerful than anybody besides <laughs> the president. And RG3 at that time could not have been more popular. If there was an autograph signing for Alex Ovechkin, Bryce Harper, and Robert Griffin III, RG3 would have had 10 times more people in his line than those other two MVPs. It really is. When I went back in, um, well, I guess, oh, that was in January because it was right in front of uh, the the playoff game with Kirk Cousins. I went there to interview Kirk Cousins, and Helly did me the solid of a lifetime, but that's a story for another time. But um, <laughs> when, I, when I went back there, it was striking. As After I t- talked to Cousins, walking through – I mean – in five minutes, and I've met these guys enough to say, hey, how, hey, good to see you, and whatever. In the span of five minutes before I jumped in a car and drove away from the facility, I saw Alfred Morris, RG3 just ambling through all by himself, loneliest guy in the world. Still pleasant, though. RG3, um, Deshaun Golson, and Pot Roast Knighton. All four of those guys aren't on the team anymore. It's crazy how fast the NFL moves. Hey, you mentioned D.C., what do you think, Hallie? Actually, you have probably better insight on this than anybody. I wonder how if it works differently in that market, you, Lindsay Zarniak, and the rest. Where do you guys come down? I, Hallie, you and I have talked about this outside of politics or anything else. Just the idea of having an opinion in your seat. Hanzoos and I are supposed to be wiseacres and shoot our mouth off and opine a little bit, and sometimes people get cross with us. But the idea of having an opinion, first of all, but then beyond that, having political opinion. Do you think that's bad to for to be an athlete or to be 
in doing what we're doing and say publicly, I like X politician. No, I feel like if you're comfortable in your own skin and you're not afraid to alienate one side or the other, uh, that's fine. I, I, well, I but that's, the, that's what you're doing. Well, you, you are alienating one side or the other, but a lot of guys don't care. You know, LeBron doesn't care. Jordan cared. I, I think today, because of social media, people are more apt to put their opinion out there. I feel like it's different, and yet you hearken back to over the last 50 years, who really has had more influence as a human being? And there are a handful of correct answers, but very few humans have had a bigger impact on society than Muhammad Ali. This is a thing of, I get tweets sometimes, stick to sports, you know, and I will <laughs> generally tweet back no, but... <laughs> I mean, you know, what What about that, Hanzoos? I'll say you. I feel like it's an antiquated thing in, in just about sports. If you're Dan Helley, the now play-by-play guy, shame the devil if you advocate one way or the other. I feel like you're, that's that. I, I feel that that's something that should have been left and for a lot of people was left in the 20th century. Yes, you're a human being, of course. What what merit does your, or, or do you have in a conversation with an ex-player other than the fact I've been watching and have derived opinions as a result of that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the whole Charles Barkley years ago, I am not a role model. These guys do have a platform and people listen to them. That's why it was deemed a huge deal when Michael Jordan came out yesterday and made a statement. Mm-hmm. But you just can't be a jackass. You know, like, you have to be, knowing that you have that platform, you got to be smart. You can't be Isaiah Crowell and, you know, did, do what he did on Instagram. There does come with a responsibility, and if you're not ready for that responsibility, you should probably just sit it out. Isaiah Crowell, by the way, going a long ways to try to make that right. Right. I mean, I'm not saying what he did was right, but he, he took the steps to try to correct that, you know, in the end. Um, that's a, you know, I think employers struggle with that, whether it's NFL network, whether it's ESPN, whether it's Fox in terms of their on-air talent coming out and, and spewing opinion on social media. I think social media though, has made it so that as you see over the last couple of years, I guess ESPN has been most prominent in this in trying to stop, uh, you know, political opinions from their, from their talent or some people. Well, and I other guess people, but, it's okay. But I think now, I think the gate has been knocked down now. Now, what are you going to, how could you possibly stop people from having, from sharing their opinions at this point? If you started to go after people who share anything, you know, issue, a specific issue, Black Lives Matter is political. So it's not weighing in on an issue versus politics. They're, they're. They go hand in hand. I don't know how you would possibly be able to, as an employer, to say, no, none of this, zero tolerance, or else you're shown the door. So do you live tweet the DNC? I mean, no, I mean how, how much opinion are you putting out there? I, I mean, I've seen opinion some. out. Yeah, I know uh, uh, what I think. You don't, well, but yours, you're more just throwing shade at, at certain political figures. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I guess it comes with... Uh, you know, you're not Sarah Silverman or anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm wisecracking. I'm sort of laughing at you know, right? Physical ticks and odd turns of phrases more than I am policy specifics. But my um my friends, it's it's kind of a running joke that I never reveal anything about my politics and nobody knows anything about it. Oh, I I guarantee you, I know your politics. I you wouldn't be able to guess it because I don't really I don't really have a, a, a leaning one way or the other. You gonna vote? Yeah, I'll vote. You will vote. Yeah. I could guess who you're going to vote for. Right. I'm not going to do it. We'll talk offline. All right. But <laughs> I, I, you know. clearly what you don't want is me to is for me to start guessing here and now. Yeah, well, we'll talk about does it that make, Does that make you uncomfortable? 
I don't. Yeah, I guess. I'd Why would little... that bother you so much? If I if I correctly assessed who you're going to vote for, it wouldn't remember? bother me at all. I I just assume you think you figured it out, but you haven't, because I haven't figured it out really. Oh well, <laughs> so that would be a not like of... who I'm going to vote for, but just where I come down on the political spectrum in general. I'm still trying to figure this stuff out. Oh, you don't know. Overall, yeah. as a man of 39, where 36, where oh, you don't co- add three years, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hanzus and I were kibitzing on uh, on the Twitter over the weekend. What? Oh, here we go again. <laughs> That's how you always know when Ryan Bartlett behind the glass is getting bored with our conversation. He jumps in with the, the surprise game show. Is that true, Bartlett? Absolutely. I've been hitting the button for about five minutes now, and it just finally played. <laughs> no respect for the Shexter. So uh, today, our surprise game show, our, our good friend, which we haven't mentioned yet, Handsome Hank, currently out of the country on vacation. Saw oh, that. Is I that saw true? that. Yeah. Oh, good. I thought he'd passed away. Oh, this is good news. <laughs> he's, he's still with us, Sheck. He's still with us. Good. No, I'm pleased to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. So for our surprise trivia today, uh, we're going to look at what are the top 20 most visited cities in the United States by international tourists. This is a question? Wow. Say that Training question camp again. is underway and we're talking geography lessons? Yeah, after that last conversation, we had to switch it up a little bit. So one more time. So these are the top 20 most visited cities in the United States. I don't like this. Question. By international <laughs> tourists. This question bores me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let Hanzu start. Uh, I mean... All right. What kind of question is this? Do we have a sports one? <laughs> that could be tied to sports. That's part of the appeal of these international hey, tours. All right. I hope you have a sports one ready to go when this uh, one's done. All right. Go ahead. In Andrew. honor of my home state, I will go with New York City. That's a good guess. Anzus. Oh, my. Now, Ellie. Um, let's go Chicago. <laughs> I'm going to take Helly's uh, uh, town of D.C. Or the great Lindsay Zarniak. <laughs> um, let's go. Wait, my turn. Oh, sorry. The City of Angels. It's a tough one. Whew. I want to go either Miami or San Francisco. Why do you? I mean, you're terrible at this game. Why give another option? <laughs> I'm going uh, Miami. I'll go San Francisco. <laughs> uh, Boston. This is the worst question. <laughs> San Diego. You just skipped me. You just jumped completely over me. I did? Yeah, you oh, should. Oh, you're right. I did. Were you going to go with that one? I was. Okay, go ahead. You can have it. Uh, no, I wasn't going to go that one. Let's go Philadelphia. Mm. I'm going to go with Phoenix. <laughs> That's good. People vacation there. Well, Shaq just thrown in another one. Again. Or you skipped another one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, actually, hold on a second, guys. The judges just replied to Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> Good. I don't want to win this dumb game. It's over. Uh, I'll go with uh, Vegas. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'll, go with, I'll go with Salt Lake City. Mm, that's no. I'm going to win this. Salt Lake City? Skiing. I'm thinking skiing. Seattle. Yeah. 
What's already over? Hanzu's won. Did yeah, Hanzu's was already. I've never been less proud to win something. Boo! I just won. Garbage question. Hanzu's is the champion of the week. First captures the softball championship. Now, oh yeah, muzzle prize. On that. Oh yeah, dude, show. that was great. He's on you. fire. I'm on Twitter. Made the shield proud. Uh, this is my second win in this game. You don't I've, have to give I've a, actually you never give seen Check win before. I've yet to see you win this game. Well, I, maybe when we get back to asking sports questions, maybe I, I can return to uh, to the victory circle. Hey, what did we think about Chris Sale cutting up his uniform the other day? <laughs> I heard some local uh, sports radio guys on my way in defending it. Hey, it's a precision uh, position in sports, oh, you know. They're trying to they're trying to paint the black and any tug on their shoulder with an alternate jersey. Hey, here's my idea. Cut the sleeve off if you're so crazy. They do it all the time. They cut underneath. That's right. what Pedro used to do to give you a little more flexibility if you feel like you need it. Is there not a seamstress that can customize those jerseys a bit for a starting pitcher? I'm, I, I guess the only thing is what the hell? What, what's to be said? What, 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 defending Chris? <laughs> I, How far do you have to reach to defend that behavior? Going but, but, but I will say this. It, it basically sounded like management said, hey, uh, suck it up. Mm-hmm. Pitcher comes to you, complains about the uniform. Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you pay a little more attention to it rather than just saying "suck it up"? My they, guess there's been is, some tension there uh, going yeah. back to the spring <laughs> with Drake LaRoche, yeah. Adam LaRoche's <laughs> son. Chris Sale was a vocal defender of yes, he was of uh, the preteen in the locker room. Um, I yeah, I my guess is that the reason Chris Sale had whatever he used to cut up the jerseys was because I bet you, man, you said, suck it up. Just cut the sleeve if you're so uh, so bothered. By the way, he used a knife, reportedly, which is crazy. And can you imagine if you turn the corner in the clubhouse and the star pitcher is man- maniacally waving a knife around, cutting up all the jerseys? What what a scene. Yeah, this it's is my it- favorite story. Maniacally waving a knife around. <laughs> I want picture right now. Yeah, that, let's let's keep all sharp implements out of uh, locker room. What are we doing here? First of all, the Jaguars thing when Jack Del Rio put the axe in the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars locker oh, room, God. and the punter tried to chop wood and cut his leg and uh, ended his season doing so. Ooh. I once, uh, as a as a child or as a uh, as a college student this was in the heyday of the pittsburgh pirates with jim leland with that crew and uh, you know barry bonds bobby bonilla so that makes you what, like 56 something along those lines <laughs> and and andy van slyke but chico leaned was their slick fielding second baseman and he was also apparently a cuckoo <laughs> and he proved this to me once because as i was walking by with a cameraman chico lean came out of nowhere grabbed the ball cap off the head of the cameraman Pulled out from the his waistband behind from nowhere, pulled out a giant Rambo knife, sawed the hat in half, cackled maniacally, and ran off. It was very weird. Wow. Wait, you saw that happen? I was standing two feet from it happening, yeah. Wow. What did the cameraman do? I think he laughed. I don't know. That how <laughs> What do you do? That nearly tops what does not top the craziest crazy baseball story. Which you could Google it, but if you Google Kevin Mitchell plus Daryl Strawberry plus Cat. Oh, no. Can this story be told on a podcast? It's not good for PETA to hear? Yeah, not good. Really? Kevin Mitchell did something? Refuted by Kevin Mitchell, but uh, corroborated by the straw and a woman that was in the Still not as good as his one-handed catch for no good reason. (laughs) A bare-handed catch when he made that. Mitchell? Yeah. You ready to go, Helly? I'm ready. Whatever you want. I'm here all day for you. 
Oh, I thought you had to run along. I kind of do, but <laughs> whatever you need. Let's do this real fast. Though. Okay. On the record, we're making our way through all 32 teams. I see you. I see Heath Evans doing this on NFL Network. We've been doing it here with key figures associated with organizations. In fact, one Dan Hanzoos attempted to go through the Jets <laughs> a little while ago. We didn't make it very far. Let's see how we can do with your favorite pro football team, Washington, D.C. They begin. Wait, can I just say one quick thing, and I know Dan's got to go. I respect that Dan owns up that he loves the Redskins. There's, in, in our business, everybody's like, That's oh, I don't root for anybody. No, no. Hey, he likes the skins, and I love it. That's the point. I think I you know. I think you hold you and me. the You consider you and me to be more junior varsity, and then you hold Helly up rightly. I mean, listen, he's handsome. He's polished <laughs> and everything else. He's the mayor of He's more machine than man at this point. Yeah. You know? No, but he – Yes, that was what I w- we were talking about 10 minutes ago. That's what I'm getting at. I think it's so antiquated when people act as though they, they, they shame the devil. Don't ever mention that I'm actually a blank fan. Why not? What, what currency do you have with other sports fans if you don't root for a team? How did you come to be a sports fan? Why would you be doing this job and le- if you didn't play it? Why would you be doing this job if you didn't love a team? Because oh, I just like to watch games. This this. Job for a lot of people becomes just that. It becomes a job, and I think their fandom wanes over time. I grew up loving the Redskins. I have no problem admitting on on TV and saying I'm, I'm a fan. Of there's course, nothing, everybody should be a fan. If you're not a fan, I agree with you. There's something wrong. And also, by the way, unless you're 11 years old or younger, you you know if you're all the way grown up and your brain has fully formed, there's a decent chance that you should be able to draw a line between what you want to see happen and what you think is going to happen, right? One would think so. Well, but a lot of people, yeah, I mentioned Steel. Well, you would say that. Like Dan Hanzoos about a half an hour ago. I don't know if you heard. He called me a homer. Well, you Again. Are, you're in the tank for the Steelers a little I'm bit. I'm not in a tank of anything. Way, I'm not, I mean, no it's tanks. Endearing. It's endearing. He yells at you when, yeah. when you say he's in the tank. I, well, tank. That's, that's a sign. Should we go through this? Let's do it. They, oh, how about that? They start off. And what is that, a night game? I mean, it's a 7 o'clock start, so I guess so. What are they doing playing the Pittsburgh Steelers at 7 o'clock? Is that Monday night? I don't know if that's a Monday yes, night or that a is, Sunday night. Yes, that is because September 11th is Sunday. Yep. Oh, that's the late game on Monday night then. So, oh, well, no, I guess that's the early that's game. That's the early they game. The doubleheader there. Ah, yep. Who wins it? Good game. You know what? I hate when the Steelers come to FedEx Field because they take it over. Those stupid towels are waving everywhere. I, that's another conversation that we've had recently is who has the biggest fan base. People try to argue. I don't think you can argue that. the this, pa- Oh, because there was something that the Patriots have the biggest, have the best fan base. The Steelers and Cowboys. Right. To me, hands down. Um, so I, who wins it? I'll, I'll, go, I'll go win. I'll For go whom? win over the Steelers. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Then the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to go lost there. I can't even tell. Again, I can't tell where these games are being played. you got to look closely. Yeah, they have apps home there. To, oh, there it is. So they play the Cowboys, Cowboys in uh, whatever the new joint's called there. What is it called? Not RFK. No, the, this week two is FedEx at Field. home at FedEx Field. FedEx, FedEx Field, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's and okay. you're going to say a loss to Romo. Yeah. Seven can't get it done, but nine can. You say, all right, moving on. Then you go to the Giants. A sneaky good contender for a playoff spot this year, Eli and company. Yeah, we're nobody gonna... talking about the Giants right now. They're going to be good this year. I think the division's wide open. The Giants and Cowboys and Redskins are all going to be above five hundred. I agree. I'm going to go two of those three. I'm going to go win over the Giants. Okay, on the road, big one. And then 
you host again. Nice. This is a not a bad uh, way to start the season, at least because you have three home games. The Cleveland Browns come to town. Well, we'll RG3. We'll do a win there. I, I, I'm going to say this right now. I'd be surprised if RG3 is the starting quarterback for the Browns at this point. Hmm. Who do you think will take over? Uh, McCown. McCown. Oh, so RG3 is going to stink it up so badly. Yes. Not Cody Kessler. No. I'm not, I mean, I, that Browns team. I can't. I'm, I'm looking forward over this next month to really digging in on the Browns because everybody is over their skis about what Hugh Jackson's going to do, as though he's just going to wash away decades of shame. He's already drafted Cody Kessler when no one else in the world was hyping this guy. Who's he's, over their skis about our, the prospects for the Browns this year? A lot of my are. Pal Mike Silver is certain that Hugh Jackson's going to ride well, that ship. Uh, he's in the tank for Mike. He's in yeah. the tank for Hugh. I get that. A lot of people are that way. Well, he, Hugh's beloved. A lot of people really like Good. Hugh. Good. That doesn't mean he's going to fix the Browns. He needs a quarterback. He's obviously, you know, and by the way, it's also going to be the double whammy because I suspect that it is going to hurt the Bengals to not have Hugh. I don't know. Didn't hurt him to not have Jay Gruden. Don't think that's as big a loss, but I'm still surprised that Jay Gruden won a division title in the NFL. So good for him. Baltimore Ravens, the Beltway battle. All right, we're going to go loss there. Oh, okay. Now you're three and two. The the, uh, Eagles come to D.C. We're going to go win there. Yeah, I know the Eagles are hard to read. Are they going to be bad this year? I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be a solid football team. I think they finish over. I think they finish. I think they finish. Well, now you're saying all four teams I think in the NFC East. They hover. They, they're going to hover. Like, I don't think they're going to be terrible. The Eagles have talent on that roster. They need their running back to stay healthy. It's very difficult for all four teams. They need to, their quarterback to if, stay healthy. If we know, you know, football, one of those four teams, and you could picture any of those four teams going 10-6 and six or 11-5 and five By the way, some things went I, the right way. I'm, as, as a Redskins fan, I could picture the Redskins going 6-10. and 10. I, mean, I could the, picture that. I could. Pic- it's a razor thin line between a six and ten and a ten. It and really is in that division. And they all all these teams are that type of team. So it is to me the most wide open division of football. Typically, so- when a division is collectively down, it collectively bounces back up the following season. So you might be right. I think the Cowboys could be good. Like I say, I think the Giants. Nobody is talking about. I think DC might be in store for a little bit of a slide here. The Lions, though, they travel to the Motor City, do uh, do your pals. Yeah, that's a win. Oh, all right. Somebody's going to go belly up in the NFC East. It always happens. Who's it going to be? It is pretty rare where the four teams playing one another are going to come out basically square. And injuries and so play a big role. Right. And, and whoever the weak sister is out of that in those head-to-head matchups is by definition probably going to go 6-10 and 10 or 7. I just think historically in the NFL, a lot of times what you think is going to happen doesn't happen, and most people think the Eagles are going to finish last in that division. Because of that, I think that probably won't happen. With the you know who else nobody's talking about? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a good point. I'm starting to look at these teams that are – that you know they Right on the fringe. Mike Evans, I think he's going to have a big year. I think Famous Jameis is going to have a good one. Doug Martin, Greg Rosenthal cites him as the second-best running back in the NFL in 2015. I hadn't really thought he was. that. It was a bad year for running backs, but he was certainly uh, was in an AP. Where the nah, but he got paid now. To the Queen City. Yeah, well, Ugly I, uniform matchup. This is going to be tough on the eyeballs. Who wins it, though, Helly? I'll say that's a loss there. They, they might have the most talented roster in football. Nope. Uh, listen, the regression begins this year. The Bengals. I mean, uh, next up, the Vikings. I think the Vikings are a really good team. I agree. I think this is a rough stretch for the Redskins. I'm going to go loss to the Vikings. 
and I'm going to go loss to the Packers. Look at you pacing it up there. Now they uh, go down to – Meeting started two minutes ago. That's right. Big production meeting. They go to the Cowboys. Is it a 2 o'clock meeting? Show business. Um, I have to interview Jeff Darlington on tape So, uh, or, uh, for the show. We're taping. At what time? Um, right now. Right now? I mean, I have to go change, but soon. So let's go. We're good. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about Jeff? Is he your favorite guy to oh, talk no. to on remote? No, I love all our guys. Who do you Gosh, like best to talk to? I, I, I like them all. No, but give me one. You have to take Jeff one. Darlington is fun. Jeff Darlington is fun because you can throw anything at Jeff Darlington. Like, I just love how he looks like a character from Mad Men, generally, like when he was wearing his, his suit and tie, you know, the, the yeah, fitted suit, super skinny ties. Mm-hmm. Um, I love why Silver, – Silver just makes me laugh. Just just every, little ticks and when he sits in his office, like watching him on camera is thoroughly entertains me when he doesn't know you're being he's being watched. I like the early returns on the chemistry between Helly and Garofolo. Is that right? I, I know I know Garofolo a little bit, um, just from at owners' meetings hanging out and having a couple of pops. He's a good dude. Hoboken guy. Yeah, really that. good dude. Yeah. Oh, Hoboken. Hey, not for nothing. He's from the tri state. <laughs> oh, Take them out for the good for my favorite pizzeria in the South Bay. Oh, <laughs> at Dallas. Hey. Um, Redskins lost the first game to Dallas at home. They're going to win this one. Oh, congratulations. Colt McCoy perhaps under center. And then, wow, three. This is the defining stretch of the season. Stuff. Now you travel to Arizona. Yeah, loss. Okay, now at Philly. We'll go win in Philly. Carson Wentz is under center by that point, right? We'll go. Why continue with the Sam Brad? But, but as a matter of fact, if I were the Eagles right now, just get rid of Sam Bradford, right? As I'm thinking about as, why year seven. <laughs> what are you gonna? You're what, what's he gonna do? What are you, dollars this year? Let him start the season, I guess, and then just uh, you know whoever needs a QB. What's the name and of the game? And is willing to give you a second round pick for him or a third round pick? You take it. What is a rookie? What's up? What, what are you trying to do? Are you, you're are trying you to win, win the Super Bowl with Sam Bradford. No, no but you're so gonna win games. Him? You play to win, win the game. Look at this. My producer's calling me right now. Michael Berger. Answer. I like him. Yeah, go ahead. Take it on. You the, want me to take it on the air? Take yeah. it on air. Put him on speaker, though. He's been on the Around the NFL podcast, Berger. Hey, Berger, we're still in the podcast booth. You're you're live on the air. Um, I'm going to be making my way down shortly. So you're not you're, you're not dressed either. I'm not dressed yet. Oh shoot. Uh oh. Oh yeah yeah. Okay. It's Hanzus's fault, Berger. Sorry no, about not. that, man. Yeah. What else? Flapping his gums too much. Uh, we'll be wrapping this up momentarily. Berger, do you want me to say something to Damashek for you? Uh, yeah, tell him uh, I'm really sad about that Le'Veon suspension. Ah, <laughs> there's no reason <laughs> I'll for see you in a couple minutes. Big Bengals fan, Same, Berger. Right back at him with Vontez Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the Steeler assassin. Uh, uh, the Carolina lo- Panthers. We're, in, at home, you get. I think we're in November on the schedule. Right lost, lost to the Panthers, December 19th, that game. All right, coming down the home stretch. One, two, Tough schedule three, in the four, back half. five, six, seven. You're right now, at best, you're going to be nine and seven at Chicago. Win in the Windy City. All right. Now for a shot at nine and seven. Who knows? Maybe even a playoff spot. This is, I, I, I think the Redskins beat the Giants for a nine win season. I don't know if that's good enough for the division, but that's kind of where I see them. Nine and seven, says the great Dan Helley. Do you think you'll root for the Titans? Will this make you a Titans fan doing this now? You know, I have a lot of buddies live in Nashville. I generally root for the teams that I cover. Hmm. I, when I lived in Orlando, I rooted for the Magic. When I worked in West Palm Beach, I, I we covered all the Miami teams. I covered the Dolphins. I rooted for the Dolphins. 
I'm a fan of people, Dave. Can you get to the bottom how Mike Malarkey kept his job? Are you allowed to find that out? <laughs> well, I'll work. I'll work on that in our, in our first production. Make that make that a uh, first quarter talking point. Game one. <laughs> hey, Chaz Davis. What? A, what? A, what? Who? Mike Malarkey. Who canceled? Am I right, CD? All right. Don't that do that. Play by play career of Helly will don't not do last that. long. Do, no, don't do that. Refer to myself in third. It's person. As, it's just as important to know not to, to know what not to do. I completely you know? agree. Yes. All right. Nice purple shirt, Dan Helly. Dan uh, Dan Hanzus, muzzle tub to you on your ridiculous face. Shame on everybody behind the glass. You know what? It's time for position battles in the NFL. It's also time for position battles behind the glass. You people better start up in your game. What are the most visited cities in America? I mean, not not that topical considering the start of training camp. What do I care? What but I won, so I'm like, that's a great topic. I said Salt Lake City. Ooh, Clearly, I was hurt. not good at that game. Dan Helley, one more time, total access, and then upcoming for you in, a, what, two weeks or so from now, you'll be able to hear him calling Tennessee Titans games. Play the music all you want. Doesn't mean I'm ready to rap yet. Dan Hanzus, Around the NFL, the podcast. And around NFL.com slash and around. And you can check out his pages there. He now does a video thing along with the written stuff. Who knows how he feels the rest of the week. Proud of me now, Dad. That's his that's that's his business, what he does to justify being a full time employee, but only doing work on Fridays. But whatever. <laughs> you know what? He's made his bed. You know, I'm sure he's at peace with it. And uh soon he will reveal, he will uh he will uh, endorse one of the presidential candidates. People on the edge of their seats of that one. See that happening. Right. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on for you. In the meantime, now you can play the music. When I when I go into that spiel, that's when you're like, oh, Dave is now rapping it. Till next time. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.